Hey guys, welcome back to the 429 Podcast, here with another TechCast Friday. I'm 4. I'm 2. And I'm 9. And welcome back to another episode. Uh, excited, got some cool news for you today. Um, first things first, um, you know, we'd appreciate if you go check us out on our website, the429podcast.com. Uh, follow us on social media and whatnot, at the429podcast on you know Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we look forward to like, hearing from you guys, hearing your feedback, maybe hearing about what stories you like from this week, or maybe we missed something you can let us know about. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, and we so- also want to thank you guys for all your support. You know, I know we just shifted our, you know, our platform a little bit away from the normal one-hour episodes we release mm-hmm. on the Mondays to just TechCast for now, but we're appreciating all the support messages you guys are sending. Yeah. Please, like... Uh, for the, our friends out in the United States, you know, we're watching the elections closely as well. So, you know, uh, good luck with all of that. But, you know, with that to it, I think four, right? I think we have an awesome fan base. Let's keep them, let's keep them hyped up with what we got this week for TechCast. Why don't you kick it off? All right. Well, I'll start it with something pretty interesting that I think you guys are going to like a lot. And I know that uh, some of our fans happen to like this a lot also. Hit us with it. We'd hinted towards this a little bit in some of our previous episodes and TechCasts. And drumroll, please, there's finally a release date for it. Among Us updates. Spam. Oh, okay. I'm excited. I'm listening. Yeah. So we're talking about some pretty cool updates, right? We're talking about, one, the account system. Um, And this is going to be really good. Oh, finally. I lost all my data. Reporting toxic (laughs) players. Reporting hackers. Um, This is set to arrive as early as December, right? So we can see the account system in Among Us be deployed before end of year, which I think is pretty freaking outstanding, you know. All long, you Christmas noobs out there, you're going down. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Long story oh, short, we might find out about Among Us and get an update before we know who the next United States president is going to be at this rate. So probably, probably that's going to happen. Probably, yeah. <laughs> at least that's something to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> and what do you uh, mean? That's what I'm only looking forward to. Give me, give me the Among Us map. And and even though that's been kind of uh, given a date at this point, um, they're also talking about a new map that they're working on and have confirmed. uh, It's going to be bigger than Polis, apparently, which is obviously their biggest map right now. So it's going to be a huge map. Uh, It's going to have new tasks. Um, It's going to be themed after Henry Stickman, which I don't know what that is. Do you guys have any idea what that is? I've never heard of that before. Henry Uh, Stickman. If anyone would know, Nine would know, but like, I got no clue. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Um, but then also there's apparently going to be support oh, for a oh, lot oh, of... Uh... Wait, I do know that. Okay, Henry, of course she does. Uh, it's a really old Flash game that got really popular, that had spiked in popularity recently, I think through TikTok and recently and stuff like that, where it's, it's one of those like um, quick time event games. You know, the old ones where like you press E at a certain time and it does the event, all right? Oh, oh, oh stick I do Men know this or game. Stick Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, yeah. Is it, was this on Addicting Games? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember this now. I played this it, back in the day. It's actually on. It's actually on Steam now. Wow, it's yeah. a full blown game now. It, it blew up recently because they recently released it on Steam, and he released a new one that, like, after a while, so like it blew up and it got like, hugely popular. Well, I'm glad yeah. to see that they updated and don't, you know, aren't gonna die with Adobe Flash. So that's nice. It's good. Ooh. Yeah, great for that. That game is great. Everyone who hasn't tried it, try the Flash one if it's not too late. That's funny. Man. That's so cool. Um, also, that map will be free to all players. It is not a DLC. I repeat, oh. it is not a DLC. That's a free map for everybody. You have the game, guess right. what? Free map, updated, bam. 
Thank God. It's already, it's already a great value game. Absolutely. So like, great value game. Five dollars? It's so much fun. You can play it for hours, right? I can't even get I can't even get coffee at Starbucks that cheap. And, and then think five dollars. The game's free. The game's free on the app stores of Google want, and Apple. Yeah, those they're free. The full the if you think about technically, technically the full game is five dollars because it comes with all the costumes and yeah. yeah, if you get the costumes, I chose not to get the costumes. I'm an I'm an old player. I I'm a raw pet, player. I don't even use the pet anymore because it's so cheaty. Like someone can just freaking see your pet rounding the corner and they know what you know. Oh, I never thought about that. You. I got I got caught by the imposter. I got caught as imposter one round because I killed someone in medbay and then right as I was rounding the corner into cafeteria to get away, someone just barely saw my dog trailing behind me, and I happened to be the only uh, person with a dog in the game that time. So they just buzzed, uh, and that was it. GG's. But it's so adorable as it cries when you're dead. I know. And then I, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's so sad. Stopped, <laughs> like... stopped using a pet at that point. But anyway, they're also going to have professional translations for multiple language support. Um, and they're also going to do full-blown colorblind support, which is going to be pretty impressive. You know, I know a lot of people have issues with some of the tasks requiring um, color vision, Colors. especially wires mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So that's really interesting. And then there's yeah. also... You know, the latest update that they did recently had brought some bug fixes um, as well as anonymous voting, which is, you know, if you guys haven't played with that yet, it grays out the votes. That way you don't know who's voting for who. So Interesting. Interesting. That's going to be a new dynamic. I mean, like. Yep. So this really is, uh, there's also task bar modifiers now also. So, like, you could put on, make it that way, the task bar, it doesn't go up when tasks are completed. makes it harder to, you know, figure out who the imposter is and whatnot. So. Really interesting. Oh yes. Doing, can I finally kill people in peace? Oh, I always get caught after I kill absolutely someone. You can. They're they're doing a lot here, and there's also some talk about fixing some cheating and hacking, and uh, maybe some bugs and stuff. But um, all of that is still kind of in the works, and it's not perfected yet. So I guess we'll get more on that as you know the data comes in and we get closer to end of year. I'm looking forward. But I think that's going to end up being one of the biggest games of the year. That's definitely my favorite game of the year, personally. It's, it's the game of 2020, hands down. The 20, it's a 2018 game, but of 2020. <laughs> but you have to, you have to say that's a big, that's a big, big cup to give because, like, this, this has been the year of games since everyone's been home, right? Yeah. Really, yeah. video games have really spiked, and for Among Us to be the one game that sticks out among all the rest, it does. And there were some great games this year, right? I would so say like, I would say it's the game of the year for everyone, but the true game of the year for gamers is probably gonna be Cyberpunk. It's good. Is that is that game out yet? That's not 2020, no. though. That's what I thought. Yeah, exactly. No, it's coming. Out. It's, it's, it's technically it's coming out with still within the financial year of 2020. If it gets delayed again, then it's screwed. It's not coming. Sure. Yeah, it's not coming out this year. Yeah. Uh, I, think, <laughs> I think I think as of right now, Warzone probably ranks number one in terms of game of 2020 for hardcore gamers. But just in terms of everyone, I think Among Us is definitely number uh, one. I, I think I see Fortnite still um, actually ranking number one. You think so? Really? Okay, yeah, wow. yeah. I, I, they had they had a big boost because of their last season, which was very Marvel based, and that always ranks in people. So I think it's still happening. But Warzone has been gaining traction because of their consistent updates and mm-hmm. seasons, like Fortnite's doing, and they also been doing tie-ins slowly, like Fortnite, like with the uh, uh, Chainsaw Massacre Halloween one that we had recently, and Saw. So they're doing. They're starting to like kind of get popular co- pop culture uh, references and everything, and yeah. that always brings in people. Yeah. So we'll see. And if you guys we'll haven't see. seen, I know uh, we'll, we'll kind of try and clean up on this or finish up with this video game topic in a minute here, but I know Apex Legends has just released an update recently. Caustic Gas no longer blurs your vision. You still take damage, but no longer blurs your vision. Uh, they added some type of vehicle support I was reading. Um, and now League of Legends new season is coming up soon, I believe, as well. So a lot going on in the gaming scene right now. A lot of updates, a lot of cool things in the works. 
not really any big games except for maybe Cyber Cyberpunk that I'm particularly excited for upcoming. But you know, in terms of current games that are out, it looks like they're receiving some nice welcome updates and whatnot. So. I'm still I'm still playing games from two years ago. Yeah, I'm I'm a patient gamer, so I'm, my game my game list is always two years, three years behind. I mean, my game's always like ten years behind. I'm an old gamer. <laughs> <laughs> he still plays the same game 10 years ago yeah, it's, still, it's still the same game well hold up a second cut yourself some slack you got come on cod mobile you've been in on that scene for a little bit nah now. i gave up on that oh, about last you? year all right all right well, you played it you played it That's i did play it you did, play, did it. play it and you did play it for more than two a couple of days so i think, I think my cool. latest game probably was civ 6 and i think yeah and that game's still like four years old mm-hmm. that game is four years i think it's five years old actually yeah there you go and i, and I like just got it like three months ago yeah, yeah, you're you're pretty uh you're even you don't you're not even a patient gamer. You're just someone who's like I like this. <laughs> After like yeah, everyone likes it for I'm six. A passion, I'm a I'm a passion gamer. If I like a game, we'll just keep playing. You're just a lazy consumer. That's yeah. pretty much it. All right. Anyway, moving on to the next story here. This is maybe a two part story. We'll see. But so there's been this Bitcoin account that has been oh. quiet since 2015, and oh, oh, wow. its current value was $1 billion. You're talking about $975 million of valuation of Bitcoin in this wallet. Oh, my and God. Like, what, what, is that as of, like, today's price of, like, 16 Yeah, grand? as of today's price. That's what it was valued at. Now, this count has been inactive since 2015 with $975 oh million in it in Bitcoin, right? So this is... Some dude lost it's, it. It's incredible, <laughs> right? So... It had more than, it's 69,369 Bitcoin, you know, valued at, you know, that much, 16,000 a coin. It's, it's incredible. So anyway, people have been monitoring this account. Obviously, some hackers have had their eyes on it trying to break into it because that's a massive fund of money. That's a payload. That's a payload. And, that's, yeah. you know, it was getting a lot of, a lot of traction on Twitter. Um, people could not figure out where the owner of this was, but some people were assuming that the owner of this account was related to the prior Silk Roads. And oh. you know, that, was, that was kind of the, yeah. the drug trafficking, online trading um, I, I follow that closely. website on the Silk uh, Roads. Oh, I'm sorry. On the I follow that closely. Yeah, I follow that closely when it was coming out and stuff like that and close about it. So it, It's really interesting if you, you, know, if you don't figure it out. Anyway, you had a lot of people wondering where the money went, who got into the account. You know, if people were like, someone must have hacked it, someone must have did this, yada, yada, yada. People were freaking out. And then a day after, people figured out that it was actually the U.S. government Department of Justice that seized the wallet in conjunction with oh, the Silk Road find. Shit! So How it did was they the United wallet? States government that took the money out of that account, and it's uh, that was I thought that was pretty crazy. So does that mean so, we have the wallet of the United States government now? I think so. Yeah, I think they have control over it. Uh, so it's, it's no, like, wait, no, so... I'm saying that we have the addresses now because we can see the address going to, yep. right? Yeah, could. Yeah. So side note, so side note. So what you're saying here is that the U.S. government finally has my tax refund? Yeah, I think so. No, 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 no. That, that got lost. Um, sorry. God damn it. Uh, like... Something separate. Don't worry about it. Don't look at it. Oh, man. Yeah, but it, it looks like, it looks like the got... investigation is still ongoing. You know, just because they can see the to and from addresses, you know, usually these things are shuffled dozens of times before people actually spend their dirty money, so. I'm really curious how they got it. I really doubt they cracked it. I think they actually got the key from him. You know, if it's part of an ongoing investigation, maybe they found some flash drives and stuff or stole some physical items that had in contained data. Yeah. Uh, if you're that just, or if you're that intern at the Department of Justice right now who just accidentally released a billion dollars of Bitcoins into the market, thank you. 
Um, you know, people, like... it, it was funny too because people were freaking out. They were like, before before uh, the Department of Justice was the one revealed to have found and taken control of the money, it was like, oh my god, sell off your Bitcoin now! Like everyone was anticipating a market crash because yeah. if this person, whoever found the account, tries to cash out, that's a billion dollars of Bitcoin being sold all at once. That would have caused a massive tank in the, you know, in the price of Bitcoin. But with U.S. government control, they might eventually still try to cash out on it. Um, but you know, they'll likely have to do things a little bit more safely. I'm sure they have some type of restrictions in terms of, um, well, SEC to be fair, Bitcoin is not, to be fair, Bitcoin is not a regulated industry like the stock market, right? Of course. So it's if not the U S government industry, wanted to, right. But you, the, the government doesn't have the capability to be negligent. I think it could still be determined to have been negligence on the part of people. Um, have you met the U S government? Like I mean, they're nothing yes, but negligence. That's true. <laughs> like, that's true. Like I, I, you're you're totally right. I don't think there's anything that necessarily keeps them from forcibly having to hold on to the cash. But I, in my opinion, I don't see the Department of Justice blatantly crashing the Bitcoin market. I don't see it happening. Let's be real. It'd be Let's a huge be lawsuit think... at least. It'd be cool if it crashes. So I can crash. So I can go in. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But like to be to be real with you, like I mean, at that point, Bitcoin's at like a hundred dollars a Bitcoin. I'm down, right? But like to be so again. to be honest with you, like. By the time someone in the Department of Justice is even capable of cashing out that, like, we've seen the tech in the government, right? Yeah. We got at least 20, 30 years to go before someone cashes this thing out, so we're good. Like, yeah, that's pretty true. Yep. All right, anyway, I thought that was a pretty interesting story. It was, uh... Oh, very it's interesting. Pretty, it, it, it's pretty... I was, it's I was, funny, I was though. I was just reading through it, and then I was like, oh, wow, I saw the first story talking about it, and then, like, I just happened to scroll through the next story, and I was like, oh, my God, those two are connected. Like, that's pretty dope. Just connected out of nowhere, so it was funny. I love when that happens when you're like just, just uncasually reading the story. You're like, wait a minute, there's more to this, and you're, just, <laughs> you're not even actively looking for it. It just it's like, like the second part of a good movie sequel. You yeah. know, you feel like a detective. You're like, oh, the the clues they're lining up. <laughs> da Vinci Code crash. <laughs> like, anyway, this is really interesting. This is really interesting. Some some new news regarding new news processor market new, new. <laughs> CPU market. Ooh, I love. Ooh, okay, we're interested. AMD just launched their new. Zen 3 based Ryzen 5000 CPUs. Yes, yes, yes. I've been following and this. One of Can their you... new CPUs is going to be probably the most budget friendly gaming king, or maybe just I... budget friendly king in general. Coming in at just you... $299, they're talking about getting a 20 to 30% generational gain for $300. So, yeah. can you dumb it down for the idiots like me? Yeah, dumb it down for him. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So so let's see. Essentially, right. essentially, if I have to really dumb it down. So like, what are the specs? Hit me with the specs. Okay, hit him with the specs. All right, Ryzen 5 5600, six, six cores, 12 threads, 3.7 okay. gigahertz, 4.6 gigahertz boost, 32 megabytes okay. of uh, cache, L3 cache. Ooh. Draws at 65 watts, which is rather low, very, co- very, awesome. very cost effective, $299. So that's, that's very a good, very actually. competitive processor right there. I mean, as opposed to like, for example, the Intel i5 10,600K, it is yeah. 288 with six cores, 4.1 gigahertz, um, way higher power draw, and you know, a third the cache. So, AMD's been very. This is a very impressive CPU, I have to say. Just from like, like I come from not the gaming yep. market, but from like the GPU programming and like the machine learning market, right? This is a very, very competitive chip for like those types of markets. You got six cores right there. Like that's insane. Twelve threads. You could run so many calculations yep. with that. Like, and you know, and quick, the, so quick. The problem, 
you know, typically with AMD has been that their performance per core is way lower than that on Intel, but you know, with their with their newer series processors, they're really leading and you know, that Threadripper series and all of the Ryzen series have really been, you know, giving Intel a run for their money. And, you know, I think for the most part, when it comes to gaming, even today, as of right now, if you have money to blow, Intel will give you better performance. Right? Slightly better performance, but you have to be willing to pay for it. Versus AMD is so budget-friendly and can get you, you know, 60, 120, 144 FPS at, you know, 1080p, you know, 1440p, no problem. So, you know, if you're doing productivity as well, like you said, machine learning, maybe you're better off with those multi-core architectures, weaker uh, productivity per core, but the parallel Especially CUDA C is so, and CUDA C is so well supported with AMD chips, right? Well, so this, it's is, like... this is, this isn't an AMD uh, GPU, this is a CPU specifically. Oh, okay, yeah. fine. The thing I'm finding interesting though, right, that I'm reading these specs right now. Yep. Is that it's performing well in the single thread? Yeah, well, that, which is unheard yep, of for AMD because yep. usually AMD's leverage has always been add more cores, and <laughs> and that over upsets the Intel's advantage. Intel's always been like we may have less cores, but each thread performs better per, yeah. per thread. And you know, which, like I said, which makes you see thirty, you know, up, upwards of thirty-five percent generational gains coming to this next five thousand generation Ryzen CPUs. Yeah, their five, their five thousand, their five thousand nine hundred series performs as well, if not better, than the uh, Intel's i nine, which is unheard of. Yeah. They're basically matching now. They're in. AMD is going to be the company to beat in the future, mm-hmm. right? Like AMD is really stepping up their game. I like what I'm seeing out of AMD over here. And, and it's, just, it's just friendly for the consumer too. You're talking about real affordable pricing now. Consumer friendly, bro. Like it's it's amazing. Three hundred for a, a CPU this powerful. Like you're talking like. You just saved like 400, 500 easily on like a solid gaming rig if you wanted to build up, right? My, my, like, my CPU that I bought probably at this point is going on four years old. It's probably a $750 CPU and I'm probably going to get similar performance to a $450 Ryzen CPU right now. So just put Which that is in insane. Yeah, which is insane if you think about it, right? Like AMD's really stepping up their game, right? And this is, I think for AMD, I think this chip... Is just going to be the beginning. I think next year, the year after, a couple years down the line, AMD is going to really just run away with this market. And so I can't wait to see what they and come you know, up with next. To be fair, though, Intel hasn't had any big players in the last couple of years. They've been, you know, putting out CPUs. And they, they got always, stagnant. They always yeah, they got lazy. perform well, but they're never like headlines right now. So, I mean, we'll see. Intel is going to have to pick up their game, and it's possible they do. They're still leading in sales. They still lead in market cap, I believe, right? They're just overall a bigger company with more resources, and it's very po- it's very possible that you know this year, next year, Intel comes out with some hardcore CPUs that are going to blow AMD's out of the water. And you know, this is the Definitely. great thing about competition is we as the consumers get to keep seeing better products at lower prices. So, hundred percent. Let's go. I, I'm, I'm thinking about making a PC bill for my brother, and I'm thinking I'm going um, AMD for this. Hell, yeah. maybe I might actually build a gaming PC for once. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. Put money in your mouth. We'll see. I just don't know where to put it, to be honest with you. That's my biggest problem. I can find a space for you. Don't worry. <laughs> yep. Anyway, this is uh, another pretty new thing right here. I think that this story just dropped today as well. Um, cool. This is an EU-based story. Uh, is it another regulation kind of thing? Absolutely it is. So <laughs> European Union now wants to expand regulation on big tech. 
and what what do they want to do this time where do they have to store the data now they're, they're looking to kind of really crack down on competition and to force big tech companies to kind of allow for more competition Right, so you know you have big tech companies like Google already talking what about how mean? yeah, but what do you mean allow? Like, like why would you ever allow a competitor into your market? Oh, come, welcome, open arms, you know? Like it's yeah. like so come I, I here, want, they, sure want, they want to make them more responsible. This, this is the quote from the article: um, "The Digital Services Act, due to be presented in early December, is expected to overhaul the management of content on platforms like Google and Facebook, and is the first of its kind since 2000." Broadly, the European Union wants to make tech com- tech giants more responsible for the content on their platforms and to ensure that its competitors have a fair chance to succeed against the big firms. So, I think that this is going to come back into what we talked about a, a little while ago regarding maybe like the Google App Store and you know Apple in terms of like having their own um, apps preloaded onto the phones. Remember we talked about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This sounds like more towards like the acquisition market, right? Like. For example, I was reading a story today, like the U.S. Uh, U.S. I think it's the SEC, if I'm not wrong, right, or the Department of Justice is blocking right now the merger that's happening between Visa and Plaid, which is um, a financial technology company that yep. deals with credit cards, and uh, I think it's like a six or seven billion dollar transaction. It's a big chunk of money, right? Mm-hmm. And like their main argument is again, Visa is the powerhouse when it comes to debit card transactions around the world, not even yeah. just the United States, right? And so when they're taking away like Plaid, for example, which was going to be another processor like that, right, it kind of stifles competition. I think that's what Europe is trying to get at is like how Facebook bought Instagram and WhatsApp and all these other companies. I think Europe wants to be in that realm of saying that, hey, 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 you can't buy that company, right? Like it's not it's against the rules. You know what I'm saying? Especially with more European based companies, because European tech is going insane, right? One of the most notable European tech companies right now is Spotify, Mm -hmm. right? Spotify's freaking insane, right? With their when it comes to their technology and everything that they do. But again, they're being bid out by like yep. Google's putting in Google's putting in bids for them, and other every other company in the world is putting bids for them, right? Yep. So we'll see what happens. Anyway, but like, I guess. And if that's I look what at this, this do. is this is another quote from the article I want to put out there. Mm-hmm. The new rules will require digital services, especially the biggest platforms, to be open about the way they shape the digital world that we see. They'll have to report on what they've done to take down illegal material and they'll have to tell us how they decide what information and products to recommend to us as well as which ones to hide and give us the ability to influence those decisions instead of having them be made for us. They'll also have to tell us who's paying for the ads that we see and why we've been targeted by a certain ad. And this is a big point right here because tech companies have refused to disclose their advertising algorithms prior. So this is a brand new thing that, you know, Google and So I guess this really targets the whole I guess this really targets the whole misinformation thing that we've been seeing lately over the last couple of years. I think it's misinformation and privacy. That's what they're targeting here for the most part. And I mean, we'll see. It, it, it sounds kind of different from the original headline, but you know, I guess we'll have to just wait for them to propose the, the actual bills in December to get a better idea of what's going on here. I'm, I'm curious on uh, what's it called? On uh, if the right to repair is anything listed on there at all. Ooh, that's a good point. Uh, I don't see anything listed here per se. Although I did hear, I don't have an article for this, but I don't know if you guys saw about this, but I believe Massachusetts recently actually got a big win. The state of Massachusetts got a big win for right to repair. And uh, the win is regarding, I wanted to say electronic cars, where 
they're now going to be required. <laughs> You're going down, Tesla. They're going to be required mm. to release um, access to some type of code or computing systems um, to people for right to repair purposes. So that's you know, be interesting. if that is if that is a thing, right? I'm not going to quote you on this for because we're not entirely certain on this, and yeah. it's not part of TechCast for this week. But if that is true, and that is a and that's a huge win because this goes back to like. You know, now we're going back to like the 70s and 80s where you could literally go to like your local auto zone or auto car shop, pick up your car's like manual, repair manual, right? Yep. And go and like build and fix your car up and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. We're getting to that point again, which is really nice that like, hey, I just bought this beat up old Tesla off the street for like 400 bucks. I can go and swap out the you battery know, and do a bunch of crazy stuff myself. We'll, we'll see and though, boom. right? Because I mean, you got you to keep in mind, is Tesla willing to risk a lot of their... Um, repair market, as well as a lot of their um, trade secret information, in order to do business hey. in just Massachusetts. Or does Tesla just say, "Hey, you know what? Doing business in Massachusetts isn't worth giving up all of our trade secrets and giving up all of our repair information." So, hey, if not Tesla, not if not Tesla, someone else is gonna. Yeah, but like, like I said, like if not Tesla, capitalism at its finest, right? Then you a new competitor is gonna come into play. Maybe it's you know the Prius. I don't know. The right? Prius. Maybe 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 it's a high tech Camry, right? I've seen Toyota been doing crazy stuff there, right? Yeah. Or maybe it's was it that Volkswagen Volt or Chevy Volt, right? Maybe it's one of those cars. Like and, some know, competitor is, is going to come it, in. It, it is true. Nuts. Someone someone will inevitably fill that gap, but at the same time, you have to be careful because you know Tesla is big in the electric car market. They have a lot of influence and power. You know they might try to just eat up any companies that do stuff like that or stop things and. You know they have some of the power to do it, so we'll, we'll have to kind of see how it goes. And it's going to be real fascinating. It's going to be an interesting fight to see. Tesla, I think, is arguably the most popular electric car as well. And a lot of people, if they're going to get an electric car, they want their you know Teslas. So you might yeah. actually see people in the future moving out of state to buy to purchase their cars, right? So now um, Massachusetts is going to miss out on all of that income tax, or I'm sorry, all of the sales tax on those cars. Uh, Massachusetts. Hey, people do that now, like everything. people. Yeah, people do that now. Like people in Manhattan buy their cars in actually New Jersey and then drive it into Manhattan because, like, Cheaper. the tax purposes, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's a similar concepts. So, yeah, I definitely see that happening as well. So it's it, it's an interesting um, story as well. I still want a Tesla. Yeah. I'm not a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know how I feel. We can save that for another day. Anyway, um, this is a big story, actually. I know you guys were really excited for this, and we talked about this a little bit um, earlier this yeah, week. Yeah, the Raspberry Pi 400. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy they have included now this. just released plans to to release a seventy dollar keyboard with a built in PC. This is the really the first of its kind. Okay, you're talking about a standalone keyboard that has a computer built into it. You have your I/O ports and whatnot on the keyboard. You plug in. You're that's out. it. Throw out your bag. Keyboard a- done. It's it's crazy. Well, I'm going to correct you on that one, right? Because the original, like, PCs and stuff, right, started like this. It was literally a computer embedded inside a keyboard for, like, Linux terminals, right? Yeah, uh, Unix, Unix terminals, right? So that's how, the original, okay. that's how the original system started. But now what you're talking about here, though, for it's definitely game-changing. Because, like, we've already talked about the Raspberry Pi 4 in the past. I think it's, what, 8 gigabytes of RAM. Yep. You, have an ins- you have an insane, uh, what's it called, server build on it. You even have Ubuntu support on it, and now you have a keyboard that's attached to it. Literally, all you need is a mouse. If you even want that, you can just alt-tab everything, right? And just throw that sucker in your backpack, and boom, that's your computer at wherever you it's are in nuts. the world. It's it, it's so nuts. It's so cool. 
Like, it's it's going to be a game changer. And all your ports are included on there. You want fast internet? Bang. Plug the ethernet into your keyboard. You want you want a hot you want a better monitor? Boom, there it is. You want dual monitor? Boom, you're done. Damn. Right? Yep. Like USB. I think it even supports what is it, USB 4.0 or 3.0? Like super fast data transfer speeds. It even has a USB C port on it. So if you even want to get like up to a gig of memory transfer speeds, like it's insane, right? And this is all from a keyboard that you get from 70 bucks. Literally, this 70 dollar like I get it's a computer. So this 70 dollar computer beats like the 90 percent of like laptops you have on the market now right yep. so it's like it's in terms of value yeah they do in terms of value for price per point yeah definitely does absolutely does right like raspberry pi i think i think within the next couple of years right raspberry pi is going to be like the next pc you know crazy master. yeah 100 yeah. i think so i think so too I, I i i just like the idea of them trying new things and making it affordable you know, it's not about just pure power, but it's about having a capable p- computer and a, a very approachable and a very um, easy know, way to modify and, and work with. You know, like it's so it's so adaptable. You know, and you could even just buy and you could even buy preloaded Raspberry Pis, right? That have yeah, like yeah. the computer operating system already on it. So you don't even have to be a techie or like a geek to actually set one of these things up. You know, you literally could just plug it in and go. I, I, I think that I'll make a bold prediction here. I think going into the future you will see Raspberry Pi network storage options gig- oh. with gigabit, oh. gigabit Ethernet cards and expandable storage in terms of SATA or M2 or some type of adapter for that. Like, that could be a I possible game changer. If, you know, a small form factor like that, maybe you build it into a hard drive enclosure where you can put in four or five um, hard drives. You could You could end up with the cheapest NAS in existence. Damn. So it's. I didn't uh, even think of that. Raspberry Pi's got some really cool, re- really cool stuff and big possibilities. I'd like to see, and I really hope they keep expanding with you know stuff like this. This is really. Cool. And if this is what the Pi Four is, I cannot wait to see what the Pi Five is going to look like. Although, do keep in mind they continually get more expensive, right? You're at seventy dollars price point now. They've been increasing sense. in I price mean, steadily. You you gotta you gotta have you gotta have uh, increased uh, cost for increased performance. It just comes one a hand. I still think the price you pay equals to the performance you're expected to get, especially yeah. when you compare stuff to like the Chromebooks, which I think is the only real competitor at that price point, and it still beats them out of the water. Oh, it beats Chromebooks way out of the water. I have a Chromebook, so I can tell. I have a crown. I have a Chromebook and a Raspberry Pi four, so I can tell you from experience. The Red Pi Four blows it out of the wall. Not to mention these Chromebooks. Well, the thing that really hinders them is their OS, the Chrome OS, right? Which is very, I would say, not for supported. someone who really wants to not support it. Not only plus, it doesn't really give you a full desktop experience. Yep. Well, now we just mentioned in the last one of the full few Ubuntu tech support. Full Ubuntu support, Windows dude. That's IoT, a game Windows Light. Mm-hmm. Windows IT. You're talking about now full desktop support for a Chromebook price, even cheaper than most Chromebooks. Actually, not that. And so, Chrome, and by the way, Chromebooks are a major RAM hog, right? So it's like just well, having like well, of course, it's a Chrome yep. book. Yeah, right. it's a name. <laughs> I'm anyway, you. I don't want I don't want to get caught up here too much, but we've got one more big story and then one more small story. I'll I'll just give a quick overview of this small story, which I thought was pretty cool. Cool, um, hit us with it. So this is a MIT research um, regarding COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. They have this cough detector, which is able to predict, or I'm sorry, is able to identify. Ninety-seven percent of COVID nineteen cases, even in asymptomatic people, based on the wow. hoarseness of their cough and 
other indicators when it comes to you coughing and whatnot. So let's. Uh, I, I was reading through this a little bit before. It even seemed like they have relatively low um, false positive ratios uh, regarding the comments and the thread and whatnot. So the actual article itself doesn't seem to talk too much about the false positive ratio, but um, assuming that the comments are fairly accurate, um, it seems like it could be pretty interesting. And, I mean, maybe when you scale above the 2,500 um, test cases they had in this specific example, maybe you'll start seeing some more false positives. It's totally plausible. Um, but in terms of this initial test on the, on the, on the unit, um, it seems to have been pretty impressive. So, so is this what they're going to throw into the Alexas to detect COVID-19? They could. Who knows? They, re- they really could. Very detect well could. Detect the COVID. Detect the COVID for me. <laughs> anyway, like I said, don't have too much more time, so I want to just kind of breeze through that. If you guys are interested in that, you can just go ahead and look that up. Um, anyway, last article for the day. We're very close to being out of time here. We're already a little bit over, so we'll make it kind of snappy. But I know we've talked about this a little bit in the past, but Proposition 22 was just accepted in California. And... Essentially, what this is going to do is it's going to overturn the overturned rule in California <laughs> that forced Uber, Lyft, Postmate drivers to be listed as employees. Ooh. So Ooh. now on you know now that this proposition has kind of been approved and passed um, by the voters, you're going to see that all of their employees are able to remain contractors. So you know they kind now, of now I have a question. Back. I have a question because four you track this stuff better than we do, sure. right? So I'm sure it was probably like a low-level court that said that accepted Prop 22. And now, was this like a, a district level or like a federal-level court that uh, overturned let's it? Let's see. I'm not exactly certain where this was actually. Let's see. The Associated, Pre- uh, the Associated Press projected early Wednesday that Prop 22 had carried 58% of the vote. Prop 22 faced the strongest opposition in San Francisco where Uber and Lyft have their headquarters with more than a 19-point deficit. Uh, this vote, the vote resolves the fiercest regulatory battle that Uber and Lyft have faced. Opens path for companies to remake labor laws. Um, apparently, those the companies spent over two hundred million dollars um, in order to get this passed and campaigned God for. Goddamn, they already broke. <laughs> like, um, yeah, they're, I'm not, they're doing I'm not quite seeing where where this is. Okay, where no. this was. Maybe, I think it was a statewide venture, so it must have just been cross state. Although, I think okay, about no, this. That's fair enough. They yeah. spent two hundred million to make this happen. But Uber's stock price climbed 14% on Wednesday, and Lyft's climbed 11% by end of day. Really? So you're talking about major stock price increases in exchange for 200 million, and in those companies, that might actually just just uh just make up for that it. That might make a that might make or break their Christmas quarter, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So that's really interesting. So, any, any feedback on that? Um, it's exciting to see. You know, I'm not too, too familiar with, like, this whole Prop 22 stuff. Like, I understand the base foundations of it, right? But um, it's it's interesting to see what's going to happen, right? Like, yeah. I understand where people are coming from on both sides of the aisle when it comes to this. So it'll be interesting to see how it really all plays out. But I think it's definitely going to be like we've been seeing with Epic and Apple, right? I know we haven't mentioned that in a while. But, like, it's going to be appealed. It's going to go through its processes again. It's going to go... I don't know where it's going to finally end up, but honestly, nope. the way I see Prop 22, I see Prop 22 going all the way to the Supreme Court at one point. We'll see. We'll see. It's it's an interesting one. I personally think that this will probably stay stay like this for quite some time. I mm-hmm. don't think that now is the time for them to really mess with this. You know, you have the whole pandemic going on. 
You know, you don't yeah, want I agree. all of those people out of work because Uber already said that they're going to have to stop operating in that, you know, in all of California for a set of months in order to comply with those rules, right? And yeah. they 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 employ tens of thousands of people in California. Maybe not they don't, maybe they don't employ them technically, right? But they contract I remember when we were in California. Yeah, like when we were in California, we only got around with Uber, yeah, right? Absolutely. Or it's Lyft. just Uber. So I mean, can you really afford to put all those people out of work right now? That's no, a, that's a not right now. I, mean, uh, I think this is maybe one of the reasons why you saw this get passed, um, you know, and, and, and it rolled back those those uh, those those rule changes. Maybe they'll see another take on it in the future. But I, I think at least for now, with all the other crazy, crazy stuff going on in politics and, um, you know, the, pandemic the world, and whatnot, the world, the world literally turning <laughs> the upside world. down at the moment. So. Um, I think you'll probably see that this is going to sit here for at least a year at this point. I don't think they'll go back to it for at least another year. So. All right, it'll be interesting to see. But I think we're out of time. Yeah, right we're for? actually a little over. Yeah. So. We're a little over, yeah. Yeah, I think that was a – I really liked the stories from this week. I think there was a lot of fun, interesting stuff. Nothing too overwhelming or crazy, but some really cool things. Um, so Definitely. I appreciate you guys listening. And you know, like we said, we're going to be kind of postponing our regularly scheduled Monday episodes for a little bit. And we'll keep you updated on the status of those. Uh, but for now, we will see you next week during TechCast Friday. So have a good one. No worries. Bye-bye. Catch you later, guys. Bye. Bye.